mat karma krid mat paramo, mat bhakta sanga varjita, nirvara sarva bhutesu, yasamam iti pandava. My dear Arjuna, he who engages in my pure devotional service, freed from the contamination of fruitive activities and mental speculation, he who works for me, who makes me the supreme goal of his life, and who is friendly to every living being, he certainly comes to me. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master has opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my most respectful obeisances unto him. So we finished last week with text 49. So I'm going to read the English of the uh, last texts of the chapter and we'll review them. Sanjaya said to Dhritarashtra, the supreme personality of Godhead Krishna, having spoken thus to Arjuna, displayed his real four-armed form and at last showed his two-armed form, thus encouraging the fearful Arjuna. When Arjuna thus saw Krishna in his original form, he said, O Janardhan, seeing this human-like form, so very beautiful, I am now composed in mind, and I am restored to my original nature. The Supreme Personality of God had said, My dear Arjuna, this form of mine you are now seeing is very difficult to behold. Even the demigods are ever seeking the opportunity to see this form, which is so dear. The form you are seeing with your transcendental eyes cannot be understood simply by studying the Vedas, nor by undergoing serious, serious, serious penances, nor by charity, nor by worship. It is not by these means that one can see me as I am. My dear Arjuna, only by undivided devotional service can I be understood as I am, standing before you, and can thus be seen directly. Only in this way can you enter into the mysteries of my understanding. My dear Arjuna, he who engages in pure devotional service, free from the contaminations of fruitive activities and mental speculation, he who works for me, who makes me the supreme goal of his life and who is friendly to every living being, he certainly comes to me. Arjuna was, had become fearful because of seeing Krishna's uh, universal form. It was so overpowering to his senses that he became fearful in that situation. And he requested the Lord, basically, I've seen enough now. If you could just show me your form as, as it's displayed, uh, as it was displayed when you first appeared uh, within this world as the son of uh, Vasudev and Devaki with four arms. And then if you could show me your original form, Sanjaya is telling Dhritarashtra here. Sanjaya, of course, is Dhritarashtra's secretary and his uh, confidant. And uh, Dhritarashtra is the, the blind king whose son base, sons basically instigated, primarily his, uh, his son uh, Duryodhan, uh, instigated the battle of Kurukshetra. So Dhritarashtra is away from the battlefield 
uh, in his palace with his advisor Sanjaya, who has mystic powers. And by those mystic powers, he can actually, it's like television. He has the ability to see what's happening on the battlefield by his mystic uh, potency. Sanjaya says to Dhritarashtra, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, having spoken thus to Arjuna, displayed his real four-armed form and at last showed his two-armed form, thus encouraging the fearful Arjuna. We understand from Prabhupada's purports and also uh, the text of Krishna, the universal form is not one of the Lord's eternal forms. It is a temporary manifestation of his material opulences, his material potency. And because it's temporary, because it's temporary, it's not eternal. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not always, it's not always displayed. Whereas the Lord's other forms are always, are always manifest. They may not be manifest before our individual senses, but they're always there. So we can see that the Lord, it, of course, for the, for the materialist, understanding the forms of the Lord is extremely difficult. Even the demigods, it's explained in the purports, if you read the purports to this evening's verses, even the demigods, although they have the capacity to the eyes to see the universal form, they generally do not have the ability to see Krishna's intimate forms, especially his two-armed forms. If you really think this, this, this whole understanding of the forms of the Lord is bewildering to both the gross materialist and to the, those that simply seek relief from material suffering through liberation. They have no real interest in the Lord's original personality and his, his original relationships an original relationship with him through loving service. Now, the materialist, we can understand what interest does he have in God? His interest is in exploitation, not in service, not in service to the Supreme. He's, he's here in this material world for his enjoyment, and as Krishna states in the Bhagavad Gita, he sees everything in relationship to that enjoyment. So much I have today and I'm going to work hard, and tomorrow I'm going to have more. Everybody is, is here for my pleasure. The, the gross materialist, he's, he simply sees everything within the material creation as subservient to his desire to enjoy. I've killed my enemy, and tomorrow I'll kill my other enemies. So he, everything's in relationship to him. I, me, mine. I'm here, everything's about me. Everything belongs to me. Everything's mine. That's the material ego. He has no interest to see, see the form of the Lord. And the Lord has no interest to display his form to him. He has no, there's no, nothing, nothing, no relationship there. And as for the renunciant, he's just the other side of the coin. One side of the coin, exploitation. Enjoyment. The other side of the coin, renunciation. Uh, boga tiaga, it's called. Boga tiaga. Enjoyment, boga tiaga. Renunciation. Someday we're enjoying, someday we're renouncing. We eat until we're full, and then when we're full, we don't want any more. I'm done. 
yoga, renunciation. So, one side of the coin, enjoyment, the other side, simply renounce everything. The renunciant, he has no interest either in seeing the form of the Lord, because there's no service in his renunciation. His service is simply, a, it's a selfish extension of the other side of enjoyment. Now let me renounce so that I don't experience the reactions of my exploitation. Does that make sense? When I exploit, there's a reaction. It's generally not very pleasant. When I exploit, if I drink too much, when I get up the next morning, I have a headache. It's a reaction. If I overindulge in sex with everyone I see, there's every chance I'm going to get a disease. A reaction. So the materialist, no matter what we do within the world, there's opposite, equal and opposites reactions. We throw something up and it comes down. So this is the nature of the material energy. Bogatiyaga, enjoyment and renunciation. And in my renunciation, all I want to do is avoid the consequence. These classes of men, the enjoyer and the renunciate, they have no, no interest in seeing the form of the Lord. Only those that are have, have actually developed a loving relationship to, with the Lord have a desire to see Him in His personal form. Now for us, it's difficult to comprehend the form of the Lord. With the material senses, you cannot, you cannot perceive the Lord's form. Just like in this chapter, when Arjuna requested to see Krishna's universal form, Krishna explained to him, well, you don't have the eyes to see this form, so therefore, I will give you the vision. I will give you the ability to see this form. Atashri Krishna Namadi Nabaved Graham Indriya. Atashi Krishna Namadi, the form of the Supreme Lord, Nabaved Graham Indriya, cannot be perceived with these senses, with these ears, with these eyes, the nose, the touch, the smell, the taste. We can't perceive the Lord with our knowledge acquiring senses. Uh, these senses are are an extension of the modes of material nature. They are active in contact with the Lord's external energy. Earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, false ego. These are Krishna's separated material energies. These senses are, the, are our facilities within this body to perceive those things of the material world, hearing, sound, form, smell, taste, touch. It is only when one's eyes are tinged with the salve of love that they can see the form of the Lord. And the form of the Lord that they are allowed to see, they are given transcendental senses to see by the Lord, is dependent upon their desire in loving Arjuna here is basically his request is 
to praise Krishna properly in his original form, he requested, of course, first to see the universal form, then to see the Lord's manifestation in forearm form. And this was the form that, that Krishna displays. He displays sometimes two arms and sometimes four arms to those associates of his outside of his intimate associates in Vrindavan. So he displays that either two or four arms as, as necessary for uh, you know the circumstances. And then, of course, Arjuna wants to see his two-armed form. At last he showed his two-armed form, thus encouraging fear for Arjuna. And this is the form that, that, that Arjuna has acquaintance with. So once he sees these forms of the Lord, uh, his fearfulness is now gone. And in the purports, if you read, Prabhupada explains that the devotee, he has no real interest in seeing the universal form of the Lord. He has no, there's nothing in the universal form that is attractive to him. His attraction is to that most beautiful form of the Lord. Now, you will find in, in the varieties of devotees of the Lord, they all have an attraction for different forms of the Lord. And they also may, according to that attraction, not fully understand Krishna's original two-armed form. Now, what, what that means is some of the, those persons who's, who worship the Supreme Lord as Narayan in Vaikuntha, they don't have intimate knowledge of Krishna's original pastimes and form in Vrindavan. Their relationship with the Lord is, is one of awe and reverence. The opulences of the Lord, the opulence of opulent position of the Lord and his, his all-encompassing power, uh, they're attracted to that. Whereas the, the Gaudiya Vaishnava devotees, those coming in line from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they have some more intimate knowledge. They know of Krishna's original form. Now that information is given in, in, uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, there's a uh, uh, very uh, famous verse there wherein the the two armed the original two armed form of the Lord is is declared as the topmost. Uh, the verses iti chamsa kala pumsa Krishna's two Bhagavan swayam indrani vyakulam lokam nridayanti yuge yuge. What page is that? That's on page seventy six. And this is from the Bhagavatam first canto oh. third. Chapter text twenty eight. In this section of the Srimad Bhagavatam, all the li a list is given of all the different, not all the different incarnations, but a lot of the incarnations of the Supreme Lord. And after giving this list of all the different forms of the Lord that people experience and have experienced, uh, at the end of this list, this verse is spoken. Hmm. 
Iti Chamsa Kala Pumsa Krishnas to Bhagavan Swayam. All the lists of the incarnations of Godhead submitted herewith are either plenary expansions or parts of the plenary expansions of the Supreme Godhead. But Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. Although the Lord has unlimited expansions of forms which we can worship and relate to according to our loving reciprocation with Him, although He has all these myriad forms, there is an original form from which all these other forms come. And that original form is Krishna. That original Krishna is as he displays himself in his most intimate setting of pastimes. That most intimate setting of pastimes is the topmost planet within the spiritual world, and the name of that planet is Galoka Vrindavan. So as Krishna displays himself in that most intimate of settings, that is the original form of the Lord. And all other forms of the Lord come forth from, from Krishna as he is in the spiritual world, Goloka Vrindavan. And the Supreme Lord is so magnificent that he not only has his original form, which he displays to his most intimate associates, the, mo the highest level of devotees who have pure prema. Prema is the topmost level of love. Those devotees that have the topmost level of love are allowed, they're invited into that topmost planetary system in the spiritual world, Goloka Vrindavan. They exchange the topmost loving exchanges with the Lord in five, the five primary rasas, the five relationships with the Lord, which are servitorship, which are neutrality, servitorship, friendship, paternal affection, and uh, conjugal attraction. That original personality of Godhead, from him, all the other forms are manifest. As I said, the, that original personality of Godhead doesn't restrict the manifestation or the experience of his devotees. He doesn't restrict that form only to the topmost spiritual planet. When he descends within the material universe, once in the day of Brahma, he also comes himself in his original form. Now, he comes all the time, but he doesn't come in that original form, except once in the day of Brahma, which is a long time. It's once every 1,000 cycles of the four yugas. So it's a very it's it's an opportunity when when he when he manifests his form within a material universe and there's unlimited universes coming in the material world beyond our ability to to count is how many material universes there are so when he comes within a material universe in his original form 
and displays his loving affairs with his his topmost of devotees in prema, which is the highest loving exchange, it gives an opportunity to the living entities within the material universe to actually advance spiritually by simply being in his association. Now when he comes, he doesn't come alone. His associates from the spiritual world also come with him. So he brings everybody. He brings himself. He brings all of his most intimate lovers that are situated on the topmost platform of devotional service with him. And he also brings all of his paraphernalia. Everything associated with him comes with him. All the various incarnations, they merge into him. So you actually have God in the topmost in his topmost splendor available to mankind once in a day of Brahma on the earthly planet. And that was at the Battle of Kurukshetra. Yes, that is the Krishna, but not the original Krishna. It's the original, it, Krishna comes, but actually Krishna is so much in love with those topmost devotees that he is not able to pull himself away. He actually has to manifest his form as Vasudeva when he goes out of Vrindavan. It's very esoteric, but basically their love binds him so much that although to, to our perception he does leave Vrindavan, mm -hmm. in fact, he can't leave Vrindavan because of their love. So you're saying that Krishna, that was here 5,000 years ago, wasn't the original Krishna? No, that's not what I said. What I said is the Krishna that was on the battlefield of Kurukshetra oh. is an expansion of Krishna, Vasudeva expansion of Krishna. Okay. That the original Krishna does never leaves Vrindavan. Oh, okay. Because he cannot give up that loving. They bind him with their love to such a degree that although he's, although he's apparently going to Dwarka and going to Hastinapur and associating with the Pandavas and Uddhava and he marries 16,108 wives in Dwarka, although he's performing all these pastimes with his other pure devotees. It's not, these are also pure devotees in the topmost loving relationship of Prema, but not the super, super, super excellent devotees that are allowed to associate with him in Vrindavan. And on top of that, he's doing it in thousands of universes at the same time. He's right. doing it in all the universes, but it's going on not... It's going on when one pastime ends, then it begins in another universe. It's a... It's, a, it's, it's almost simultaneously. Almost. Yes. It's cyclic, isn't it? So like when his childhood pastimes end, or when he kills, like, uh, uh, then, it, then in another universe that pastime begins. Begins. You know, and then maybe his later, you know, age, you know, so there's always, you know, so there's, he's, multiple times he's in multiple universes. Because, uh, you know, every time, it's another second, a new universe is, is so basically, eventually it comes to that, day of Brahma when he appears. So basically it's explained that the Lord's pastimes are continually going on in two forms. Uh, prakata 
and not prakata. Prakata means uh, those pastimes that are that are manifest where we can perceive them, and the prakata means those pastimes that are that are going on perpetually within the loka vrindavan. And his, and his, uh, uh so he never leaves Vrindavan, Goloka Vrindavan, because he's, one reason is, another reason is, is that his abode, you can't see Krishna without his abode, Vrindavan. So they both are simultaneously, that's Bhagavan. You can't have one without the other. Whereas mm-hmm. Brahman, everything that you see, everything is Krishna, and Paramatma is a localized form of, you know, Vishnu. So you can, but with well, with Krishna, you can't separate Krishna and his abode. He never takes one step out of his abode. Mm-hmm. So when he expands himself and comes to these different universes, he also, his abode expands with him. He doesn't come, his expansion is not just to Krishna, it's his whole abode, everything, because you can't separate Krishna and his abode. You'll never have Krishna without Vrindavan. This is the form, Arjuna's forearm form, as Vasudeva, as he appeared before his mother and father, and when he first appeared in the material world, he desired to see that form, and then he also desired to see that two-arm form. Well, I have a question, I mean, I have a question here. Nothing in the actual Sanskrit says in his forearm form, I believe it says, refers to something natural or two-arm, but it doesn't say anything about forearm form. Yes. It does? No, it doesn't. But what's what's your question? Well, then why would he have a purport there that says, displayed his real form? What's the need of the spiritual master? The spiritual master, he has full knowledge of all the Vedic scripture. That's his mercy upon us that he he can take this, the verses and, and fully full us, fill us in on exactly what's transpiring. So we have all the all the various commentaries and purports of all the spiritual masters. They bring out the essence. They unfold the verses in such a way that uh, you know we can fully understand the meaning. Also, when you say you don't see a word here where Prabhupada said four-armed or two-four, yeah. You'll notice when you start to study Srimad Bhagavatam and especially Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's one verse in, in uh, there's one instance where Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained one verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam. That verse is called Atmarama. Uh, Atmarama Chamunayo. It's, it's a verse that explains the fact that even someone that's liberated is attracted by the Lord's spiritual form. Okay, he's even he is he himself is attracted by devotional service, which is the external manifestation of the Lord's form. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took the words of that one verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, and he explained that verse sixty-four different ways from those words. <laughs> and at the end of that narration of his explanation of that verse. He said, but actually, there are thousands of explanations of this verse, which I could give. <laughs> yes, that's the nature of Shastra. So when we read and we see Prabhupada's 
written one, you know, one translation of the particular words. Believe me, these words can be separated and, and understood in different ways. Well, Swami Triparari says the same thing. Says what same thing? The same thing he's saying here about the forearm, the two yes. arm and the forearm. Yes, that's because the commentators on this verse have given us that information. Right. Okay. All right, so let's move okay. along here. When Arjuna thus saw Krishna in his original form, again, this is important, original form, iti chansakala krishna stu bhagavan swayam. The origin of all forms is this two-armed form of Krishna that's present before mm-hmm. Arjuna. O Janardhan, seeing this human-like form so very beautiful, I am now composed of mind and, re- and, and am restored to my original nature. Now what does he mean by that, restored to his original nature? We've gone over this in this chapter. What happened when Arjuna first experienced the universal form. First of all, what's Arjuna's religion, original nature, spiritual nature? Awareness. Yes, but his spiritual relationship with the Supreme Lord is one of friendship. Friendship. That's his spiritual nature. Okay? Right, right. Now, when Krishna manifested his universal form, that friendship was overtaken right. by. Wonder. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, this wow. is wonderful to see this manifestation. But it was also But it doesn't end and it's getting to be fearsome and I can see your manifestation as time and as time you are devouring everything and now I'm becoming be, uh, stunned and shocked and frightened. Frightened. Yeah. All of a sudden, his friendship is his relationship of friendship, which is his predominant spiritual nature, mm-hmm. was overwhelmed with these other ecstatic experiences. Right. In the Nectar of Devotion, which is the handbook of Krishna consciousness, three quarters of the Nectar of Devotion, which is Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, deals with what? With ecstasy. Only one quarter de- deals with devotional service and practice. We are meant to get past the practice and on to the uh, on to right. experiencing ecstatically right. what is the form of Krishna. Right, right. All right? Yeah. That's our goal. To uh, to get to that point we have to throw off anarthas. We have to give up material desire to such an extent that Krishna favors us with the revelations of ecstatic devotional service. So our devotion to the Lord is experienced through devotional service in three phases. Devotional service in practice, where we practice thinking of Krishna. Because in the material world, thinking of Krishna doesn't come naturally to us. Thinking of us that comes naturally to us here. So thinking of God here doesn't come naturally. So there's devotional service in practice. We have to learn to do devotional service again. Uh, and it's a very easy practice. As, as Prabhupada points out in the beginning of Nectar Devotion, it's just like a young child has an inclination to walk. 
And naturally, at a certain stage, the child begins, gets up and begins to walk, try to walk. I mean, he may fall down, but the ability to walk is there dormant in the child. Similarly, the ability to love Krishna, to have a loving relationship with Krishna is there. Uh, that's explained uh, in so many places. But Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadya Kavunaya Shravanade Sutichiti Kare De Udaya Nitya Siddha Our eternal perfection Nitya Siddha We are eternal Nitya means eternal Nitya Siddha Siddha means perfect The perfection of our eternal existence Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Is to be a lover of Krishna Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema That is our original position So we need to practice so that it, what is natural to us comes back to us. Yeah. And that's the process of devotional service. Yeah. And devotional service is, devo is first done in practice. Devotional service in ecstasy, that's when we begin to appreciate the Lord's, uh, an, ex an exchange with the Lord and, uh, and understand his ecstatic features. Uh, and this devotional service in pure love of God. That's prema. That's the topmost platform. That's the platform of a loving association with the Lord that we explained earlier that the residents of the topmost planet in the spiritual world have, or any all devotees in the spiritual world have this topmost relationship with Krishna, but the super excellent devotees, with they have... They are the residents of Vrindavan. They're the cream of the cream. Arjuna now is restored to his original nature. And what this means is he is restored to his original friendly relationship in love with the Lord. His relationship is one of friendship. The Supreme Personality of God had said, My dear Arjuna, this form of mind you are now seeing is very difficult to behold. Even the demigods are ever seeking the opportunity to see this form, which is so dear. So even those, those devotees within the material world who are in charge of the administration, of the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the vegetables, and the air we breathe, and how we breathe it, and how our bodies repair themselves, and how the body is born and grows and matures, has some offspring and then dwindles and dies. All these affairs of these material bodies are controlled by Krishna's universal administrators. I don't know how my fingernails grow, but they grow. My hair grows. It just keeps coming again and again. Archie calls me a chia pet. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know... Uh, these things are happening automatically by the administration of the material world. Those demigods who have such a high position of responsibility in the material world, they also are desiring to see this original form of the personality of Godhead. And that's spoken to where Krishna is saying here. It's very difficult to behold this form. Even the demigods want to see this form. This form you are seeing with your transcendental eyes, this is text 53, cannot be understood simply by studying the Vedas, nor by undergoing serious penances, nor by charity, nor by worship. 
It is not by these means that one can see me as I am. Well, then how can I see you? How can I see this original form of the Supreme Lord? What do I have to do? I can study the Vedas, but Krishna is saying all my study of the Vedas is not going to let me give me this vision. I can go undergo severe austerities and penances. That's not going to give me this vision. I can give away everything I have. And still God is not going to manifest himself in front of me. And I can worship the Lord. But he's not obliged just because I worship him to manifest his form. Krishna goes on. And what's Prabhupada called the verse we chanted tonight? He says in the purport. This verse is the essence. Only by undivided devotional service can I be understood as I am standing before you and can thus be seen directly. Only in this way can you enter into the mysteries of my understanding. My dear Arjuna, he who engages in my pure devotional service Free from the contamination of fruitive activities and mental speculation. He who works for me, who makes me the supreme goal of his life, and who is friendly to every living being, he certainly comes to me. This verse is very, very similar to that essential verse, the key verse of Srila Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Anya bila sita sunyam. So if you've been coming to Nectar Devotion readings, we, re- we chant this verse. What is it? Not by fruit of work. Not by fruit of work. Not by mental speculation. These are not the ways. And what's this verse? It's saying the same thing. Mat karma... Krid mat paramo mat bhakta sangha vir varjita. This devotional service has to be free of the contamination of fruitive activities and mental speculation. He who works for me, who makes me the supreme goal of life, and who is friendly to every living being, he certainly comes to me. Devotional service has to be free of any tinge of self-aggrandizement. We can't, if we want to come, if we want to see the Supreme Lord in his original form, which is so enchanting that once seeing that form, material life is done. There will be no more suffering in material existence. Uh, I believe the great sage uh, Yamunacharya said, if you have any desire to enjoy in this world, Do not look on the form of the Supreme Lord as he manifests himself standing by the Yamuna in Vrindavan. Once you see that form, all you're going to want to do is you're you're going to fall completely in love. with. Just imagine seeing Krishna in that. He is so attractive that once seeing him, nothing else we can ever experience will be of any value in our existence. Nothing. Nothing else has any value whatsoever once we see this original form of the Lord. 
So how to gain that vision? Pure devotional service. How to gain pure devotional service? By serving somebody who's engaged in pure devotional service. By serving selflessly the pure devotee. That's how we can come to the platform of being recognized by Krishna. Everybody's worshiping God. It's no problem for God to, take, to be worshipped. He's being worshipped everywhere by everyone. Either, they, either in his import, personal manifestation, in the manifestation of his energies, in the, manif in, the, in the exploitation of his material resources. Everyone's worshipping Krishna all the time. Some know it and some don't. But he has no problem being worshipped. He's already being worshipped at every stage by every living entity. But what really allows us to enter into the, the grace of being able to see Krishna and be attracted to his original form is by serving his devotees. Krishna is so much inclined in love to those persons who have dedicated everything to him that if we can please them, he will immediately notice. And we've talked the analogy, if you have a child, a child of a very rich and influential man, you yourself, even though you go through all the, all of the, all of the various impediments that may be there to have an audience of such a rich and influential person, you may never be given, you may never be granted any time. But if you simply do some small favor, for the child of such a rich and influential man, immediately he will thank you. Immediately he will he will make notice. Oh, thank you so much. You, you've done this for my child. So the pure devotees, they already have a loving relationship with Krishna. And if we can be so fortunate as to have their association take their good guidance, and serve them selflessly, then Krishna will notice. He will notice us. And once he notices us, then our path to this vision of his original form uh, will, will open up. I'll stop there. Any questions, corrections, comments? Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Thank you.